You've arrived. You've arrived to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast with your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Come along as he explores the shadows of yesterday's failures in order to gain the knowledge required for a better tomorrow. The journey starts now. Let's go! What's happening, folks? What's happening, folks? Bob Dog checking in with you once again. Oh, man, life is good for me. Hope it's good for you as well. Hopefully you're healthy, your family's healthy. Hopefully I can save myself the breath and I'll save you the time. Jump right into it. Today's episode is about UFC 296. I'm not going to dwell on it too much. I'm going to jump more on the drama side, but I am going to recap the event real quick. I'm going to skim through it because those that watch the event, you already know what happened. Those that didn't watch the event, you're not going to listen to me to figure out what the hell happened. So, jump into it real quick. Let's get this thing cracking. Uh, Shamil Gaziv TKO'd Martin Boudet. Uh, Boudet just uh, mentally broken. I mean, mentally beaten, completely outclassed. Shamil came in 12-0 and 0 now with a UFC debut. Very successful. Beautiful performance. Um Love to see what he has to offer to that division. I think a great matchup going forward would be Dontel Mays or Rodrigo Nascimento. They'll at least give him a good solid test and figure out if he's just going to be middle of the pack or whether he's actually going to be able to shoot up to the top. Next fight, Andre Feely KOs Lucas Almeida. Um, Almeida, he was willing to stand and bang. Definitely looked a little stiff, but he did deliver some great leg kicks. Feely looked great as well. Um, he was, a, you know, needs to work a little. I mean, he checked some of the leg kicks, but you could definitely work on that. He delivered some good leg kicks himself, and then bang, the perfect right hand. I mean, touchy Feely, I mean, just give it up for the guy. Truly appreciate just a true veteran of the game. Dude has put in his time. He put in, I mean, he's always just coming. He always delivers um, a banger performance, and I've, Really enjoyed watching him over the years. So what's next for Touchy Feely? We'd say I'd like to see him fight Edson Barbosa or even Dan Ige. We're talking about veterans of the game. I'd like to keep it that way. And, I mean, he deserves it. He deserves the name. We'll see. If, I don't know if Barbosa would fight down to him. But, hey, never know. Never know. Next fight, Tagir Olimbasa. I don't fucking know. Submitted Cody Durden. Durden. Uh, Durden looked good. I mean, he, he was delivering some good leg kicks. He did have some wild and wide punches, but he had some good recovery, and he's a very tough individual. I'll give respect. I'll give him props where due. Tagar, he, he came out here. I mean, it was just complete domination as a grappler. Very solid striker. Very nice jab. I really liked his jab. He had some great butterfly sweeps. That was amazing, and great takedowns. So all around to gear, it's going to be very interesting to watch his um, – his uh, path through the UFC, for those that don't know, he is a Khabib coached little prodigy, I guess you call him. So where he goes, very exciting to see. Prelims, uh, what's her name? Arena Lipsky defeated Casey O'Neill. This was, uh, you know, decent striking. It's submission. I believe it was round two. O'Neill came out with decent striking, kept her head on the center line, had zero head movement, did not go, you know, bobbing and move, bobbing and weaving at all. Um, but she did show grit. She was able to create some space on the ground when she was rocked. She did show that she wanted to be there, so I do give her that credit. Liskey just came to fight. I mean, she was on a different level. She had difficulty versus the leg kicks, but she rocked Casey. I mean, she just displayed great grappling, and her armbar for the finish was spectacular. I mean, that's how you get the finish. You get get it out there 
so many decisions, especially in that flyweight women's division. It's great to have a submission, something to go in the highlight reel, and congratulations to Miss Lipsky. What's next for Lipsky? Um, I would like to see her fight Andrea Lee or e- even Amanda Rebos. I think that she could outstrike Rebos, but I don't know if she could outlast her because Rebos shows she has the heart and she will be there for as long as, you know, until the last bell sounds. She is going to be there ready to fight. So next fight, Cody Garbrandt, amazing, spectacular KO over Brian Keller. It's amazing to see Cody Garbrandt back in, you know, the win column. Definitely a veteran of the game. Somebody who most of us have watched now for some time. Some of the most amazing knockouts you'll ever see in the UFC division. So just props and respect to everything he's been able to accomplish and continues to accomplish. Keller, you did have some nice leg kicks. He had some nice stand-up defense. Um, His guard was actually amazing to me that he was using more of a boxing type guard but it was very efficient against Cody Garbrandt until Cody started going to the bottom and switching up the levels um I I felt like Keller you know chose not to get up at that point I felt like uh Cody broke him and uh Kelleher did not want to continue that fight but that's all respect to Cody Garbrandt man he is something special he's been in the game and Cody still has it folks for those that don't know Cody still's got it fast hand Fast hands, great stand-up. Um, he, he had a swollen shin on that fight. He took a leg kick and just trooped through it. A very short right hand, just spectacular KO finish. What's next for Cody Garbrandt? I would like to see him fight Chris Gutierrez coming off the loss because he looked like crap, even though he was way up there against a Song in the main event on a fight night. Or even Ricky Simone. Um, Cody Garbrandt, I mean, the sky's the limit. I know he was calling out, uh, I think, who was he calling out? Manuel Cop? Was it Was it Cop? Uh, no, he was calling out uh, Figueredo. So he wants to fight Figueredo. I would love to see that fight, but not from Figueredo just because I have his UFC strike moment. I want to see him moving up in the rankings. Cody Garbrandt would not be moving up, but it would be a spectacular fight. Um, former, that was a former championship fight that never occurred actually so just championship level fighters amazing it just would not bounce them up the rankings the way that i i really hope figueredo goes up there because uh he's got potential man figueredo something special as well next fight irene aldana defeated carol rosa uh it was a stand-up war it was really leg kicks versus headshot rosa she was just performing very nice leg kicks throughout the entire fight uh delivered a lot of punishment on that front leg of aldana um, Rosa showed that she's very durable, decent boxing, um, lacks head movement and power. So I think that the two things that Rosa really lacked was just her head was just constantly on the center line. Aldana was just lighting her up and Rosa did not have the power to get the finish, which against Aldana, not most people do. So I, I take nothing against her on that one. Aldana, she looked sharp, man. She was out there very stiff boxing. Her front leg was eaten up, and she she failed to adjust to it, but she also failed to show any type of any, any limitations. I mean, she was just still going. One of the most durable, you know, warriors out there. Definitely lacked the KO power to end this event, but that takes nothing away from her. She was, she was putting it on. A very stiff boxing was going forward the entire time, and just a warrior. You can see she does have that warrior spirit. Um, what's next for Aldana? I would like to see her fight. What's her name? Kathleen Vieira or something like that. Or even Juliana Pena. Um, I know Pena ever since Amanda retired, Amanda Nunez retired. Pena's just been sitting back. Ah, she was making noise before Amanda retired, but it was all just barking. 
Uh, she got lucky against, you know, she she beat Amanda Nunez. I take nothing away from her, but a Nunez came back and got that ass back. Um, Pena, I would like to see her fight, and Aldana would be one hell of a war for her. Next fight, Alonzo Menafield defeated Justin Dacoby. What a fight, man. This one had a lot of tension in it just because Alonzo's um, old training partner, Kennedy, whatever the hell is last name. I can't pronounce it. I have his card around here somewhere. I was just looking at it um, yesterday. Uh, Justin Jacoby beat Kennedy recently, so Alonzo came out to get revenge for his dog, and Alonzo showed up, man. It was a straight war. Jacoby, let's start with him. He has a chin, man. He has very good stand-up, good stamina, great recovery from when he's rocked, and he has the heart of a warrior. Take nothing away from it, Justin Jacoby. Hats off to you, man. Respect, respect. Alonzo Menafield, man, he's got some real damn power. Um and he remained disciplined. That was the most amazing thing. He remained disciplined and patient. I think he understood that it was going to be going, and he he understood Dustin wasn't going nowhere. And in the third, he began to fade, but he was still able to drop Dustin uh, to win the round and win the decision. It was an amazing performance. It showed his heart. It showed his determination. Um, take nothing away from Dustin. He definitely showed up as well. So I think they both de- deserve a W for that performance. However, we're going to follow Menafield and his journey. What's next for Menafield? I'd like to see him fight Ryan Spann or even Anthony Smith. He fights either of those two with Anthony Smith coming off the KO, Ryan Spann coming off the loss to Anthony Smith. They're both coming down. Menafield got the power, got the size to do it. Um, I think that he can definitely shoot up those rankings. I would like to see him fight Ryan Spann, to be honest. But Anthony Smith, uh, he could retire Anthony Smith if Anthony Smith isn't going to retire yet because, oh, man, that knockout on Anthony Smith is something to remember. Main card, Ian Gary versus Vicente Luque. This got canceled, like, what, the night before? or the Yeah, the night before the event or something like that. Very interesting, especially the way that uh, like Kobe was going after his wife, Ian Gary, talking about not being comfortable or his family not being comfortable in the States and blah, blah, blah. Very interesting. Plus, him and Vicente used to be training partners. It felt like this fight never wanted to happen. These two don't hate each other. However, it was very strange. And when it fell out, I don't think anybody was really surprised. Vicente was sick. Uh, I mean, Not Vicente. Ian was sick. Says that his child also got sick. I'm not anyone to speak on anybody's child on that magnitude however Ian Gary he got his ass out of that one he does have a big fight coming up I think he's fighting Jeff Neal or something did he fight Jeff Neal already I think he's fighting Jeff Neal now so he's already been rebooked Vicente see what's next for him but we'll jump on move on from that event Josh Emmett KO'd Bryce Mitchell oh my goodness in round one so Bryce Mitchell no bible this time thankfully for me I told somebody on Twitter that if he did bring it out to hit me on the DMs I'll send him 20 bucks I ain't even got the 20 bucks to send your ass so thankfully he didn't bring out the bible on him this time but what I do want to say I mean his performance was his performance um it didn't last very long I think they only lasted like a minute and something maybe two minutes um Bryce Mitchell showed up Gave it his all. It didn't show. None of that showed in his performance. But I just want to speak about his after and just the, the message that he sent out to uh, Josh Emmett and just Bryce Mitchell as a person, man. Just an amazing person. For those that know, don't know, I'm not really a religious fella. I don't care what you believe in in that part, so I'm not valuing it in that sense. But just listening to him and just thanking Emmett for not following and following up and hitting him while he was on the ground, just listening to the positivity that Bryce Mitchell had, listening to – just go on and listen to his interview. I'm sure I retweeted it. Um, I hope I did just because it deserves it. And 
it was just amazing to see. So just an amazing person for that in its own. I just want to give it up to Bryce Mitchell. Best of wishes, wishing you the best of health and all that. You know, I, I know that, you know, that knockout was very scary. He was definitely shaking. There's definitely some brain trauma, we'll say. And uh, it looks like he's making a recovery. He's back to working on his barn or whatever he's building. And it's just good to see, man. So my heart goes out to you, man. Sucks that you lost. Um, I wasn't, you know, rooting for you. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, I, I don't root against you. So best of wishes, brother, man. And uh, keep doing what you're doing. Josh Emmett, what a performance, man. He's back. That's all I can say. I was really... Josh Emmett, man, it's a confusing character because he shows up. He's very skilled, very talented individual. Um, and looking at it, there's one reason why nobody knows his name, and it's just because he doesn't fight enough. He's too inactive. He has not fought more than two fights since 2017, at which point the third fight he actually lost. So I don't know if that's something he doesn't want to fight three times a year. Maybe that's too much for him. But most years he only fights one or two times. One or two times a year, you get your name brought up every six months. People aren't going to really remember you. you know? so, so I think that has a lot to do with why he's not more well-known, especially with the rate that he was winning at. He's definitely out there. He, he's putting it on people, folks. Besides Ilya, Ilya gave him the business. And before that, I mean, he, he's been on a winning streak. He's on a tear. And he's back. So watch out for Josh Emmett. Super excited to see what comes up next for him. Um, somehow I did not even do a Josh, um, Mr. Emmett, what's next for him. However, if we got to choose off the top of my head, I wouldn't mind watching him fight uh, Max Holloway. I'm not sure if they fought already. Not sure at all, but I'm actually just going off the top of the head because for some reason I didn't write down what the hell is supposed to come next for Josh Emmett. So I'm going to jump off the top and just give him, give him, give him Max Holloway, man. I don't know if they fought before. I don't believe so, but that would be one hell of a matchup. Patty Pimlet defeated Tony Ferguson via unanimous decision. Tony's downfall continues. I'm not going to talk on it much. For those that don't know, I missed Tony's reign when he was on top. All I've really been seeing is just the down 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 i'm not on the tony ferguson hype train i'm not one of his fans so you all know more about that downfall than i do all i know is it's like a seven fight losing streak and hopefully man he either needs to jump down in talent level or just retire because ufc is just stacked with amazing talent and uh it's he's not on that level anymore so unfortunate but that dude's got something broken up there. He never would have beat Khabib. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Never had a chance. Um, Patty the Batty, a good performance, a better experience. Fatigue makes cowards of us all. Um, what's next for Patty? That's tough, man, because Patty came out. He, he Like I said, he came out that first, first round. He gave him the business, man. He hurt Tony, but he knew Tony wasn't going anywhere. By the third round, he was definitely, Patty was showing fatigue. And how, however, he was able to manage the wrestling, take him down, still control of the fight, keep it out of uh, dangerous positions, and dominate. Whoa, dominated. So, amazing performance by Patty altogether. That's why I said a better experience. He, he knew that, you know, uh, Ferguson wasn't going anywhere. Nobody's surprised by that. Tony is just the most durable thing. I mean, what do they say? Like like old leather or something like that. I don't even know what they say, but there's some, there's some durable quotes out there y'all can look them up and jump up put uh, apply those to tony ferguson man he's something special so with that being said just give him the respect that he do i don't mind giving the respect to somebody who's earned it and i know that he's he's done his time and earned it as a veteran so i do want to give my respects but patty is the future patty is the now 
And Patty did his thing, man. What's next for Patty the Batty? So trip out, man. People, y'all ain't going to believe me on this one. We'll say Grant Dawson. I think Grant Dawson will get him close to a ranking. I think Grant's just out of the ranking. He'd probably be like 16th or something if I had to guess. But I think Grant would be a great move up. But if you really want to give him a name, and I know this guy's coming off a big loss, a big knockout loss, but somebody that would be a great fight, and I think people would like to see, especially I think the build-up to the fight could even be really entertaining, Patty the Batty versus Bobby Green. Um, I You know it's going to be a banger. You already know it's going to be a stand-up war, and I think it would definitely test Patty, see where Patty's at, and Bobby Green always down, my San Bernardino boy, you know what I mean? I would love to see Bobby Green and Patty the Batty. We got to sign that one up. Shavkat Rachmanov submits Stephen Thompson, man. Rear naked choke. Wonder Boy, once again, with another subpar grappling performance. I feel bad for him, man. I know he came into this thinking he was getting an exciting fight. He he didn't. I didn't know. You know, Shavkat, he's claiming that he was injured, had an ankle injury. I'm not saying he was lying. I just don't give a damn about your excuses. He did not want to stand up with Wonder Boy. He showed that very clearly. That's Everybody watches Wonder Boy to see the stand-up. Everybody wanted to see the stand-up. I think Shavkat was the most unimpressive victory um, of the weekend. Definitely a very bummer when you look at him and what he could have accomplished. I know he got the tap out, but that wasn't accomplishing much against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I don't think that gets you the title shot. I don't think he should even be really questioned or even put above Bilal, but we'll get into that here in a second. Um Whew, Wonder Boy, man. I just feel bad for you, man. I'm not sure what's next. I wanted to look into it, but I just hope you get some more entertaining fights. You're a kung fu karate master, and if you can stand up and bang, it's amazing, man. Him and Kevin Holland was one hell of a fight, and a lot of people wouldn't even mind watching that one be run back just for the entertainment purpose. Then it's an entertainment sport. So, Shavkat, like I said, least impressive victory that I've seen from him, the ankle injury, but he's still at 18 and 0. So, what's next for him? Um, let's assume. Leon fights Bilal. If so, I would love to see Shavkat versus Usman or Gilbert Burns. So going for, I'm just going to say Shavkat versus Usman sounds amazing to me or Shavkat versus Gilbert Burns would be one hell of a war. You know, Gilbert's down to stand up. You know, Gilbert's down to wrestle. That would definitely, Gilbert Burns is the top five. If you're a top five guy, you got to fight Gilbert Burns. So I think that's destined to happen. Shavkat, Gilbert Burns, ink it up. Usman, I don't know if he's going to stay up or if he's coming back down weight. Not really sure, but Burns, Shavkat, that's the answer. Alex Pantoja versus Brandon Royval. Royval was, I mean, he, he was dominated, but he wasn't broken mentally. I like seeing that. Um, the kid has a lot of talent, a lot of potential, and he is the future of the division. With that said, that was all his highlights. Pantoja came out. Dominant. I mean, that was just beautiful performance. It's not to the fans. You're not going to win a lot of, it's not a fan favorite performance, but these are one of the performances that just displays the tremendous abilities and knowledge that Pantoja um, has. Just the fight knowledge, his uh, ability to get it to the ground, knowing how to handle the fight and just the ring control. And it was, it was well executed. Like he said, he was fighting a very dangerous opponent. He didn't want to play with fire, so he took it where it was smartest. Pantoja, definitely a business decision. Did not get the win. Did not. I mean, he got the win. Did not get a highlight, or I don't think he even gained much clout from this a fight. The people that know him, you know him. But if you didn't, I mean, there's not even a highlight coming out of this fight. So it, it's a tough one. Um, Pantoja is 
I mean, he, he does have some entertaining fights, but he doesn't have the real knockout, knockout power. Um, very good grappler. He does get his submissions off. So I, I really, as a technical fighter, I really enjoy watching him. However, when it comes to that division, hopefully he can start getting some more dominant performances because a lot of decisions, especially with Marino and now you got Roy Vall, um, it's dominant and we give him that, but he's going to, hopefully he doesn't get the Leon Edwards effect. And I'm only putting it on there because they're on the same fight card and it was basically the same thing. Leon Edwards fight of the night main event. I'm not going to say fight of the night, but uh, the one everybody was waiting for Leon Edwards, complete domination of Colby Covington. Um, it was, it was sad to watch. Uh, I didn't really want to watch it back. Um, let's be honest. We'll start from, you want to start with the fight? Start with the press conference. We'll start with the fight and just get through it. Colby, he didn't show up. I'm not sure what it was. He didn't really make any real excuses. He just looked old, not with it. Um, he didn't have the same drive or hatred that he has for most of his opponents. You can't really fake that when it comes to like a real grudge. You can't fake a grudge. You either have it or you don't. And I don't think there was one on his side for this one. He didn't have anything fueling him against Leon. And not compared to the Masvidal, the, the Usman, and all these fights that he was coming off of. Um, I, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. I thought he'd give a lot better performance. Um, typically, the grapplers, you know, they fare pretty well against Leon. But Leon, man, Leon's one hell of take nothing away from what that guy is doing, man. One hell of an accomplishment, and give it up for that, man. He's a champion. Kobe, we're getting over his shit. He's, uh, his performance was boo-boo, you know what I mean? He just looked slow on the feet, and I don't know if that was a lack of emotion, if he's just that emotionally driven or what happened, if it's just getting old, the ring rust, or he didn't make any excuses. I like that. Um, I respect it. Shit, man, this comes back. I, I want to get through the fight first. Um, Leon, it's, it's your time, bro. It is your time, man. Give it up for the guy. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Leon, it's his time, man. Another boring yet beautiful performance. Um, just like Pantoja's, to me, it was a beautiful performance. I can watch it. I respect what he's doing. I love the execution of the way that he uses his, you know, just the hips and everything and just gets out of things, the way that he was getting out when he did get taken down, the way that he got back up, created space. That was all beautiful to me. Um, a lot of it, you know, they don't like seeing the fan, a lot of the common fans, which is fine. I'm not, I'm not saying... Pros and cons, I totally understand. It's an entertainment sport, and that's what we are all I, I, 100% get it. I was a boxing fan, and I hated when they used to grab all the damn time. I was a Mike Tyson, knock his ass out. However, Leon, man, beautiful performance, and um, he, he dominated. Dominated, didn't get the finish, but you didn't really expect it from Leon. I don't know if people did or didn't um, from Leon. It just... Whew, very excited to see what's next, but I think I'm unlike most fans because uh, he, he's not a very fan favorite, and it looks like he may be getting paired up with one of the least fan favorites in Bilal Muhammad. Now, before I jump into what's going to happen next, I want to jump into the before with the press conference, and now this is big to me just because nobody said this about Colby Covington. I'm a sticks and stones guy. Y'all know that. Um, I don't give a damn about what you say. Freedom of speech can't hurt my feelings. I'm not going to hold it against it. I believe in freedom of speech. Like, say whatever the hell you want. You can say, if it offends me, good. That's fine, man. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Freedom of speech is cool. Say whatever that is. The second you put a finger on me, I'm going to beat your ass. But say what you want. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm totally on words. You can't say nothing. You can talk about dead people, whatever. It's all freedom of speech. Say what you want. Now, am I going to respect it? That's different. However, I will say... If Colby, uh, I'm not really sure, but I believe Leon's dad was like a gangster, more criminal type. Hey, 
Kobe don't fuck around. He don't like criminals. He don't like gangsters. If your dad was that and he, he wants to piss on his grave, he may really feel that way. Now, what I will say is when you are talking shit like that to a man that you're about to be locked in a cage with, you got to give him his respect, man. That is completely different than uh, talking shit on Instagram, you know, or talking shit on Twitter. It's different when you do it over the Internet. He's not doing shit over the Internet. He's saying this to a man that he's about to fight in a couple days, right? So I'm not saying he's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. Um, I can tell you what I'm comfortable with, and then you can say whatever the hell you want. It was sticks and stones for me. But in today's day, oh, my God, he talked about a dead person. Like, hey, whatever, whatever, y'all go get caught up in your emotions. I'm not an emotion guy. You know what I mean? You're not going to get my, my emotions riled up with uh, with all them words. So, oh, man, that, that press conference, I'm going to be honest, man, that, that made the fight. Looking back at it, there weren't you had Patty the Batty and Tony Ferguson, but uh, I mean Wonder Boy, people like watching him, but that was a dud, definitely a grappling dud. Pantoja Royval, that one, it was beautiful for me, but it failed to create highlights. Um, and Leon and Colby failed to create highlights, but the biggest highlight of that entire event is going to be that press conference. Without that press conference, that event is lost in time and history. So. Got to give him respect. Kobe doing what the hell he does. He's a businessman. He's not a businessman. He's a businessman. Um, a little Jay-Z for you. But like I said, I just got to give, I think it's a whole lot different. I respect a man that feels a certain way and says it to somebody right before they go in and fight him. You know what I mean? Because you can't hide it. You want him to know how you feel, say it, and then you're going to go in there and you're going to reap the wrath of whatever the hell you said. So I didn't find it as disrespectful. People, oh, Kobe did it. Hey, man, I, I don't think any less of Kobe. I don't think any more of him, but I definitely, um, I've thought of Kobe as Kobe. He's, he's there for the entertainment. He's a WWE f- superstar. And I thought more of his grappling, his fighting, but, uh, oh man, I, he was off that day. I know athletes do have off days. I'm not sure if that's what it was or the lack of motivation, just the fact that he didn't really have that hatred and he was trying to fake the funk, but We'll see. I don't know what Kobe's going to do next, but I really don't care either. If he were to leave the UFC, I don't think, you know, people aren't going to freak out or we're not going to feel like we're missing too much. So, Leon, Leon, Leon um, came out, demonstrated, you know, did what he needed to do. What is next for Leon? Leon Edwards, what is next for him? It looks like, and I'm not, I, I hate this motherfucker. I hate him with all my heart, and that's Bilal Muhammad, the one dude. I mean, he's even mentioned my kids. I will fuck Bilal up for free. I would love to fight Bilal. I'll fight him in the streets. Or I'll fight him in the cage. I'll fight anywhere you want, man. I'll kill that motherfucker. I'll kill everybody around him. Um, But with that being said, that's my own That's my own hatred right there. You know what I mean? But um, it looks like Bilal will be next, even though I tell you this motherfucker has two finishes in his last 14 fights. He's the most boring piece of shit I ever seen. Piece of shit of a human, piece of shit of a of entertainer. You know what I mean? But he gets his W's. So he, he gets his W's, he goes out there, he humps dry humps the legs, you know what I mean? Does what he does, looking retarded as hell, and nobody likes him. Um he's always talking about, you know, I don't know if he always tries, you know, represent free Palestine in the Middle East, but the reality is he's over here paying American taxes, which are paying for the bombs, which are going over and bombing the Middle East. So I'm sure he's viewed as an American from their side. And over here, Americans don't fucking like him. He's from Chicago. You ain't hear him. He ain't got a a mural painted in Chicago. I promise you that. He ain't got a damn mural painted anywhere in America. Nobody likes this motherfucker, man. I would love to beat his fucking face and make him bite the curb. But... Besides the point, man, besides the point, it looks like he may be next for Leon. Um, the honest truth, there is no clear number one contender. I would love to have a number one contender. Uh, Bilal is boring as shit. Everybody knows it. He would have got beat by Gilbert Burns if Gilbert Burns didn't get 
an injured arm. He failed to put away Gilbert Burns with one arm. I mean, the dude is just lack of entertainment. And Leon Edwards does not provide that entertainment. So as a business decision, it's a bad decision to put them two together. They ain't selling shit. They can go on an undercard or something, but that's about it. Leon Edwards and Shavkat, that's not going to sell very much either. One, you can't have a press conference. Shavkat don't speak shit, and uh, Leon ain't going to excite nobody, so the press conference ain't going to sell shit. But if they're an undercard, you might be able to slide them on under there somewhere. Um, Is he going to fight Bilal? Maybe. Hopefully not. I fucking hate that guy. Hopefully he dies tomorrow. I really do wish death upon you, and uh, I would love to bring it upon you. So let me know. Let me know, Bilal. We can always meet up, link up. I would love to. Um, Who would I like to see? I would love to see... Um, you know, Leon versus, I heard his, his coach was talking about him versus Burns. Um, we don't want to see Leon versus Usman again because that's already happened. Leon versus Shavkat, I don't really see it happen, especially after Shavkat's performance with the takedown against the karate guy. So it's like you didn't really, he didn't earn his spot there either. So Bilal is basically the only one in that realm. Um, I think that he would have got his ass beat by Burns had Burns not got injured, but we'll never know. Um, unless they fight again. I would love to see that matchup as well. I would love to see Leon just coming off this. Bilal has plenty of time to get a fight in, you know, and I would love to see Bilal versus Usman and actually fight a top five guy. I'd love to see Bilal versus Burns too, and Burns not get injured in the first, you know, first round and actually have both arms to be able to beat his ass. Or even Bilal versus Shavkat. And make it a clear number one contender fight. Number one, whoever wins this is going to be number one contender. And then by the time they're done, you can have Leon ready. Boom, you set that up. Um, but I know Leon wants to fight at UFC 300, and that would not give enough time for Bilal to fight somebody else and then turn around and fight again. So we'll see. It looks like going forward, just moving up. And if I want to throw, I'm throwing a mystery. I'm throwing the uh, wild card in. I'm throwing the Uno card in this mix, man. Somebody I would love to see the matchup that I would love to see the champion that deserves it, who may not get a chance in his division right now, Justin Gaethje or even Dustin Poirier, but more so Justin Gaethje. If I felt like he wasn't moving up in the, um, to this division because of his relationship with Kamaru Usman, but with Usman on the decline, I mean, age-wise with his knees, and he's coming back and out of that division and possibly moving up anyways, it frees up the division. Justin Gaethje can put on the weight. He's like 5'11 already, so he's not really lacking size too much. I'm not sure of his frame, how much he can fill out. However, maybe, maybe Justin Gaethje can make that jump, and that would be a huge wild card. And if anybody sees Leon Edwards versus Justin Gaethje for the title, that is going to be a bigger banger than any of the others versus a uh, bullshit bitch ass Bilal or uh, even against Shavkat. I mean, if you put Leon versus Justin Gaethje, that is going to pop. People know what they're going to get. You know what I mean? It's it would, uh, be one hell of an event, and Justin Gaethje deserves a title. You know, everybody knows Justin Gaethje is that he's that guy. He's the top level and. Uh, I think that he would stand a really good chance against Leon Edwards. Everybody would love to see it, especially the stand-up portion. And, oh, that would be one hell of a match. That is the wild card I'm throwing at you. I'd really love to see it. Last but not least, Sean Strickland. And it's not last but not least. Sean Strickland versus uh, Dreykus Dupressis, or however the hell you pronounce his name. That fight was pretty awesome, man. Um, I love Sean Strickland saying there, minding his damn business. We know they shouldn't have been sat together. Everybody's talk about that. Dana's even apologized. You know, Dana took responsibility. 
And uh, just the way that Sean Strickland had to tell the kids to move. Don't talk shit to me, man. I'm not going to sit here and let you talk shit to me and let you fuck up my vibe. But uh, with that being said, and this is coming from somebody who's been to many um, MMA events. I've seen the non you know, mostly it used to be non-family friendly crowd. We're definitely wild. And it was a lot of alcohol, a lot of provocative, a lot of cougars, um, older women out there just prowling on little guys like me, my homie Mark's to tell you, but, um, I like how Sean Strickland handled that, man. Got to get up, ask the kids to move. Next thing you know, bing, bing, bing. Oh, I loved it, man. I love, I'm going to tell you, man, it's not right. You're going to sit here and tell me it's not right. It's not right. I fucking love everything. Every part of it. Give it to him, Sean. Don't let motherfucker talk shit, man. Hit him in the mouth. So I've always been that type. Don't talk shit to me. You know what I mean? Sit back there, do your thing, watch the fights. That's what we're here to do. But don't talk shit to me, man, especially with this camera in front of me. I'm going to double punk you. So I loved everything about that. I thought he beat Dupreece's ass. Um, Dupreece's, you got to start asking now, man, because even without Asanya, not too many people beefed with him. You know what I mean? He's somebody that most people get along with. But that little issue occurred not really sure you know something about you know i always thought it was racially motivated but maybe there was more to it especially with sean strickland getting into it sean strickland not that he likes anybody but he doesn't really get into it with anybody that was getting into it so maybe duplices is one of those he uh, is more of a heel than people have thought uh, definitely it's going to be very uh curious watching his career just the way that it's gone he definitely bloomed out of nowhere became something uh, made something off his beef without Asanya, and look at what he did to Whitaker. Now, what is Whitaker going to do? That's a whole other thing. Is Whitaker the same guy that used that he used to be as a champion? That's also up to debate. But Dupreece's comes out, I think, a two-to-one favorite over Sean Strickland, and that is crazy. I would definitely be betting Strickland on this one, um, mostly due to Dupreece's. We haven't seen him in a five-round war. Strickland is always down for a five-round war. So I definitely got to go Strickland on that one. Um, it's going to be dope, man. Super excited for that event. And last last but not least, and this is because it's our last time being able to do this, got to give it, give it up for Brittany Palmer, man. Yeah, uh, shouts out to Brittany. Uh, definitely, I've known her for, I don't know, 15 years or so. Uh, oh, a long time, maybe 20 years. I don't know. She used to date my good, good buddy, uh, my lifelong childhood friend actually so she dated him he's i saw him uh, i don't know two years ago i couldn't even say hi to him man. he's such a skeleton just heroined out um the girl that he was with they used to have two kids i think T- cps took them and he just went down a bad bad road man he's just like a he's something special man and and they lost their they lost their dad when we were really really young their mom was on meth um i believe with my mom and uh they, they had a tough road, man. They had a real tough road. Not saying he couldn't have made better decisions. I still love that guy, but I'm glad she found a way out because she could have been tagged on with that motherfucker. So she was, uh, I, I went and helped her change her tire on her car one day. He had a broken hand or something and couldn't do it. Call me. Hey, I'll go come help y'all. You know what I mean? I'm always helping people. So I actually missed the UFC event helping somebody change the brakes on their damn car. It was nonsense. A 2012 Toyota. The rear brakes, I have both disc brakes and drum brakes. It's the stupidest thing. It's the stupidest, most awesome thing I've ever seen. Um, the drum brakes, those are old school, but that mechanism is tied into the handbrakes where the car's brake runs off the regular uh, disc brakes. And it, was, it was very, oh, man, it was one hell of a day. But I missed the event, had to go back, watch it back myself. 
The one thing that I missed and was unable to replace was the UFC Strike Discord. I love being in there, chatting with everybody, the giveaways, and just the environment in there. It's always dope. It's like sitting in a bar with a bunch of MMA guys without sitting in a bar and having to deal with the alcohol-related issues. But back to Brittany Palmer. Um, congratulations. 16 years or whatever as a ring girl, I just want to give you congratulations on making good decisions with your life. I'm very excited to see what you do going forward. Um, for those that don't know, this is the same girl that got on like a Southwest airplane during that whole thing. And she actually made the news. She was the one that had a neck pillow around her neck and they bought a seat for a 12 year old kid and her kid didn't get on the airplane. It was her stepson, I believe. And he didn't get on the airplane. So they tried to put a baby there. The airline told her to put the baby in her lap so somebody can sit there. She said, no, it became a big old thing. I'm sure they got broken off and paid for that. But my personal opinion, I didn't like it. I thought that she should have set the baby on her lap, give somebody a chance just because if you're sitting in that airport and you want to go somewhere, you have somewhere to be, you want to go see your family, and the fact that somebody doesn't want to put a baby on their lap is restricting that kind of just sucks. And I'm, I'm more of like, I'll give you the shirt off my back. So if I can give you a seat and help you get somewhere, I'm all for that. That's for me. I'm not entitled to this damn seat. We paid for it. Hey, you reimbursed me for that damn ticket. Whatever, baby sits on my lap. I'm not, that's how I am. She didn't like it. Unfriended my ass. That's on, you know, some little bit shit. I'll put it out there, but I've never wished her nothing, but no wrong out of that. I've, I just take it as it is. So love, appreciate each and every one of y'all. I want to say congratulations to everybody on this fight car. It looks like everybody came through pretty much healthy. Um, definitely want to, you know, Bryce Mitchell, my heart goes out to him because he looked like the most substantial. Other than that, no crazy broken legs, broken arms. Casey O'Neill's arm looked pretty hyperextended, but that's a whole, you know, Hopefully she's okay. Uh, that was one hell of an arm bar. So just want to, once again, thank, appreciate each and every one of y'all. UFC, we love it. We love it together. Um, if you got any input, any ideas, always feel free. Hit me on the DMs. Any questions, ask them. I love, appreciate each and every one of y'all, and I'm out. The time has come. You've been listening to the Nipple Whiskers Podcast. With your host, Bob Dog. He doesn't like you either. Follow us on social media, subscribe on YouTube, and visit nipplewhiskerspodcast.com for exclusive offers and information on upcoming episodes. This podcast will now self destruct in three, two, one.